Monday. Still getting over that Pelicans loss. 138-130 tomorrow. Memphis, though, and then Wednesday, the start of four straight games at home. Orlando on Wednesday. Friday, Charlotte, Sunday, Houston, Tuesday, Phoenix. Got to go 3-1 and one in that one, huh? Like to win as many as you can. Obviously, tomorrow night should be fun. At Memphis, we'll take your phone calls and hear more from the Pelicans locker room in a game they feel they should have won in regulation and could have won it in overtime. That's coming up here. Also, in this hour, we will chat with Larry Holder at 1.30. We'll talk about some of the reports out there. that Could, could Jimmy G be an option for the Saints? Not just Jameis Winston. Again, one week from today, legal tampering. One week from today, NFL free agency. Today, tomorrow, a week from now, uh, deals being reported, agreed to in principle. Things of that nature. Wednesday the 16th is the start of the new league year. That is when you can put pens to paper, but you can come to an agreement and all those reports and Twitter will be bananas next Monday. So that's just one week from away. Uh, Rafael Esparza at 115. We'll check in with him what he thought of the fights over the weekend in USC. Games to maybe make a little change on tonight in the NBA. Marlon Favorite 215 and Steve Worthy from the Zurich Classic will give us a buzz at 2.30. But we open up this hour with Mr. Brody Miller. He covers the LSU Tigers for the Athletic. As always, we enjoy the time. Thank you, Brody. Appreciate it, bud. How are you today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. How's that LSU quarterback room, man? It made some news here over the weekend, picking up a very big name, I guess, in that transfer portal in Arizona State QB Jaden Daniels, who kind of surprisingly went to the, the transfer portal. Once he did, everybody kind of wanted him, huh? Yeah, I, I think uh, it came as a surprise to many, and I and I think LSU is pretty adamant they weren't exactly you know scouring the portal for you know another quarterback. They weren't desperate to. They had a relatively stable room there with Miles Brennan, Garrett Nussmeyer, and Walker Howard. But I think when Daniels became available, it was kind of a situation. And I think there's some others they would have done this with too. Mm-hmm. But you know where they weren't necessarily looking. But when Daniels came available, it was kind of one of those things. It's like, hey, you got to look into this and. With the Jamar Kane relationship when he was uh, at Arizona State 2019 as a, as a very well-respected recruiter, I think they kind of had him in there. And they, I think they did a lot of vetting. I think they did a lot of research and whatnot because, you know, quite frankly, Daniels isn't leaving Arizona State in a great situation. There were off-the-field issues. There were, you know, just an overall scandal situation there and, and maybe some, fr- you know, frustration in the locker room and whatnot. So I think they did a lot of vetting there. Right. And they came away feeling like, all right, this is a guy who, you know, you can't say no to, and and I think what they're, and I think a lot of people are assuming, you know, what does this mean for Miles Brennan? And and I think, you know, I think it isn't as simple as Miles Brennan is out now. I think it's genuinely going to be a competition. I think it's kind of a buy low situation, right? Where Jaden Daniels' stock is not what it was two years ago, going into twenty twenty. It's not. Mm-hmm. So he still has to compete for a job. Brennan's going to compete for a job, and you know, whoever wins it, it's kind of proof of whatever choice they made. So. I think it's really all about adding one another element to the room, adding mobility, adding upside, all these things, but also adding competition and depth to a room that even if you're high on Brennan, he has major durability issues. Now, he can get here soon, right? He's a grad student, so he'll be eligible, Jane Daniels, that is, to be able to participate in spring ball. Yes, yeah, he'll be here, I believe, in the next week or so, and yeah, he'll be ready to compete right away, grad transfer. He, I mean... I think all indications are he absolutely is hoping to play one year and go pro, but technically he's two years of eligibility left if you go off 2020 being the COVID uh, free eligibility year. So, yeah, I think he comes in, gets a chance to compete. And, you know, I I think a lot of people are thinking of this purely through the prism of, 
you know, like fairness and, you know, what this means for this guy. But I think for Brian Kelly and the staff, it's really, you know, they're trying to rebuild an entire program. And, and I think they see a quarterback room where, all right, you want competition. You want to get a culture of competition. You want a culture of guys fighting for the job and getting better. And, and just, you know, you see a, a durability issue and you need to add to it. So I think they view this as kind of a no-lose situation, you know, where, hey, say Daniels comes in and wins the job. Okay, well, that's proof that there was room for improvement. And mm-hmm. if he doesn't win the job, all right, you know, no risk. You know, they, they used one of the four open spots. Right. Brennan got better, competed, and earned the job, and there's no real downside to it. You know, and that's the thing. Speak with Brody Miller, covers the Tigers for the Athletic. I think when you look at it, yes, look, there's Bryce Young. And I'm sure you can, and I could point out a freshman that's come in and done really well, too well, and all that. Those are very few and far in between, right? They're special. For the most part, you saw the season. Both of those are redshirt freshmen. Right, exactly. That's the point. Because I think I I saw on Twitter and some people on message boards, oh, imagine being Walker Howard. Look, I think in in the perfect world, didn't even Walker Howard say he would like to come in in a perfect situation and kind of sit out that first year, right, to kind of learn in the game and get better? Yes, 100%. I think the Howard and his family always have been very pretty big picture about things and always very much on, yeah, sure, he, he planned to compete for the job, sure, and if he won it, yeah, not going to turn that down. But I think he very much always planned on redshirting, developing, going into 2023, looking to compete with Nussmeyer and whoever for that job. I think that was always the situation. And I think people are even more – so I'm, I'm 100% with you. I think people worrying about Walker Howard are overthinking this a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think there's a lot more people worried about Nussmeyer leaving as well. And, one – I personally wouldn't expect that. I, I do not rule out anything in this world of quarterbacks and transfers. Like, absolutely would not be surprised if he does decide to leave eventually. But I don't see why people are assuming he'd leave because I don't see what this changes. He was the, the expectation was, yes, he wanted to compete this year. But it was kind of always that understanding that he would be a backup for one more year and then as a redshirt sophomore in 23, compete with Howard for that job. That, right. So I don't see why Daniels comes in changes that timeline at all. If he was going to leave because he's not the starter this year, that would probably be the case with Brennan anyway. So I don't think that changes much there. So, But I could be completely mistaken. Speaking with Brody Miller, covers the Tigers for the Athletic. Good way to kind of break it down for LSU fans. They probably maybe just see that headline, right, or just see your story. And, oh, my gosh, it's going to be in flux again and everyone's leaving. No, I mean, when you break it down, it makes a lot of sense because now you basically have two – veteran quarterbacks with lots of snaps under their belts competing. And that's what you want to do if you want to get sort of back in the mix here. Because, look, you look at Daniels from a football perspective, Brody, 6,025 yards, 32 TDs, and his three seasons at Arizona State. I remember seeing some of those games the last couple of years, you know, late night after games. You know, it's the only game that's on because it's the late game. And um the guy can fling it. He's got some speed, some mobility. It was exciting to watch. Yeah, I think it's going to be – his career is so interesting to evaluate because you basically have to ask yourself, do you focus more on how great he was in 2019 or do you focus on some of the flaws of, of 2021? You know, where I think 2019, though, the context is he was in a finally a good, not finally, he was in a good situation. Mm-hmm. He had a really great receiver room with Brandon Ayuk and two other guys who both had chances in the pros and were veteran receivers and they had a good team. So he was able to, as a freshman, control the ball, have time in the pocket, have open receivers and, and thrive. And then I think what really happened, and also I think what LSU staff would point out to you is he also had a full-time quarterback coach in 2019, while the other two years he kind of was, you know, it was one of those things, you know where it is, where it's like the OC is technically the quarterback coach, but he spread other places, and he didn't really get full-time attention. But the other two years, 
he had very weak receivers rooms where, I mean, shoot, you watch some of these films, guys are dropping passes right at them. And, you know, just there weren't great receivers. And also, also he didn't have much time to throw because his offensive line wasn't great. Now, I'm not saying that all to defend him, but that is a very important thing because not his numbers were bad. I just think it, it took down a little. And I think the problem was, though, in 2021 especially, you know, he lost his confidence early with some early interceptions. And then what happened was he kind of started, you know, he had such a small window to throw, but then he just started failing right away. Didn't go through his progressions, which happens a lot when quarterbacks are under duress too much. And he just started taking off running too often, which, again, he got away with it. He ran for 700-plus yards because he's a great runner, you know? So it's not like it's a, a complete negative. But I think he has to get his confidence back. He has to prove, you know, he can go through his progressions, work in the pocket and things like that. But on the other hand, he's entering a better situation than Arizona State. LSU is not perfect by any means, but he will have a loaded receiver room. Um, offensive line, we will see. But, you know, I think he's in a better situation. There's not going to be the drama of the Arizona State off-the-field issues right now, or at least not as many shoot at LSU. But, yeah, so I, I think he's a huge upside talent that definitely has things to work on, definitely has to develop a little bit more as a passer, but he adds a really special talent. March 24th, huh, Brody, is when uh, the first practice under Brian Kelly begins here in the spring. What are yes, some sir. of the storylines you think, other than now, obviously, quarterback? I mean, Jaden will be there as well. But well, what are some of the storylines you think that you're going to be keeping an eye on as they go through the early stages of practice here? Yeah, I think the, the first obvious one that we're all going to be following, and honestly, we won't even learn that much this spring, but it's just what this offensive line starts to look like, right? Okay. You know, where you have two really highly touted transfers who accomplish a ton at lower levels, but you just never want to assume an offensive lineman is going to be the same player he was in, in the Conference USA or the FCS. You can't assume he's going to be the exact same guy in the SEC. So how do Miles Frazier and Tremont Shorts adjust? How do, you know, Brad Davis finally has a full offseason as a line coach. People forget he joined in June or July last year. And I think you saw growth as the season went on. So do some of those young guys, you know, your Marlon Martinez is, your Anthony Bradford, do they, do they actually take a leap this offseason? You know, I think that's what you're really looking. And also, of course, who's the center? They have six guys cross-training there right now, you know, from Martinez to Garrett Dellinger to a bunch of guys trying to learn that spot. So I think O-line is a huge thing I'm watching. And I think another one I'm definitely watching is, you know, just that cornerback room where, yeah, you added kind of the same thing where, yeah, you added three transfers who in theory are plug-and-play starters. But, again, I think we're a little too – we just assume a trans. It's not a video game where you're taking, like, an 82 overall and then he's still an 82 overall. It's You're taking a guy who was good one place, but it's a different situation. So you can't just assume they're the same player. I think Jared Converse is absolutely going to be a great player, but the rest you have to wait and see. Or Greg Brooks, too. But – Still, so and they don't have much depth there at all. So I don't know. Do, do, does a Latarence Welch have to come in and earn time? So I'm watching corner big time. And the last one I'll throw out is I'm just so intrigued by linebacker because they have some depth there. They have some exciting guys. Basketball's back. Mike Jones mm-hmm. is back. The add in five star Harold Perkins and some others. I just have no idea what the pecking order is there, yeah. and that's one of my top storylines. Should be interesting to sort of see where we go here, right? With um. I mean, the, the the moves that Brian Kelly sort of made in the staff, it, it was interesting. Like he gets here, different sort of mood of, oh, my gosh, what's happening? You see everybody else posting stuff on social media, and then all of a sudden, quietly almost, right, Brody? He makes those hires. He's had that presser a couple of weeks ago introducing the staff, and everyone's kind of looking forward to seeing what, what he's going to be able to do. Yeah, I think so. I think I think right now it's a place of more optimism than than the doubt. But it's 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 gonna be so tricky with this year because yeah, I do think he's brought in some exciting talent that people are really excited about. But it's just gonna be weird because I don't think anyone 
even this roster, as much as I think he's patched it really well, it's probably not a roster where anyone's really expected him to compete for the SEC this year. So it's like so much of this year is going to be stuff we can't put our finger on, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be how is he rebuilding that culture behind the scenes? Because there is a troubled culture there. How is he getting more competition? How are our guys doing the right things off the field? Are they playing hard for him? All those things. That's what I'm going to judge these first 12 months by more than I am what their win-loss record is. So it's going to make it so interesting because I think, you know, Ed Ojean did not leave a very good infrastructure for this, this roster. So, right. you know, I'm not going to hold it against him if the offensive line's bad this year. I'm not going to hold it against him if the corners struggle. But, you know, I am going to hold it against him if, if there's still some of these massive cultural issues. As always, appreciate the time, Brody. Thank you for joining us today and kind of explaining that quarterback situation there again. Go check out. He has a column on it. And an article on Jaden Daniels in the quarterback room over at LSU at Brody A. Miller on Twitter. And, of course, The Athletic as he covers your Tigers for them. Thank you, Brody. Thanks, as always. Take care. Yep. Appreciate it. Quick break while we come back. We'll talk to Rafael Esparza. What did he think of the fight? So much hype for that one. What, uh, did it live up to your expectations? And I'm thinking of you. On this Monday, who wants to make a little change? I got the games pulled up for the NBA tonight. He'll tell you who should uh, who should tap on your favorite app, right? Including DraftKings, which I'll tell you about here shortly. It's a sports hangover in ESPN New Orleans. I saw the world rushing all around your face. Never really knowing it was always mesh and lace. I'll stop the world and melt with you. You've seen the difference and it's getting... It's conference championship week in college basketball. And FanDuel Sportsbook has an offer you don't want to miss. Right now, new customers can place their first college basketball bet risk-free. And if you don't win, you'll get up to $1,000 back. Bet college basketball any way you like. I like Nichols to win the Southland Conference. I think that they're the best team in the Southland Conference. And I think that they have a gear that no one else in the league has. If you want a sleeper bet, I think LSU is more than capable of making noise in the SEC tournament. But look, with FanDuel, there are so many options. There's live betting, there's big promotions like Odd Boost, and there's truly something for everyone. For a couple of sleeper bets, I like Virginia to make a run in the ACC tournament. And in the Big 12, I like the defending national champion Baylor Bears, who are playing some really good basketball at the right time of the season. I like them to win their conference tournament. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is the perfect time to give it a shot. The app is so easy to use, they're always hooking you up with great odds. So see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today and sign up with promo code KLRZ to get your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. That's promo code KLRZ. Must be 21 and over and present in Louisiana. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. That's FanDuel Sportsbook. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau. 
Welcome back. As always, we enjoy our conversation with Rafael Esparza at VSI Doc Sports on Twitter. YouTube Monday and Fridays, top of the hour here at 2 o'clock. He's got a little show as well. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? I am doing well. How about yourself? I'm watching this just in on ESPN right now, and the topic is Lamar Jackson. Quote, want to be a billionaire and a champion. He's negotiating his own contract right now. A, that's not the norm. Do you think the Ravens should make him the highest paid quarterback in the NFL? Should he wait for Aaron Rodgers, who the reports this weekend is Packers are prepared to give him $50 million? Yeah, I think every quarterback should wait to see what goes down in Green Bay, not just Lamar, not just Russell Wilson, uh, uh, the new Saints QB, Jimmy G. I think everyone should wait to see what, how much uh, Aaron Rodgers gets because I think that's going to dictate. Uh, but Lamar Jackson does not – He, in my eyes, he is not uh, the highest-paid quarterback in the league. Now, he is signed through this season, 2022. Do you think he steps on the field without a new contract? I wouldn't. Uh, that's, that's a tough one. I, I think he does. I think he likes playing in Baltimore. I think he knows that last year was just a bad injury season for the whole team, not just the offense. They had, they had almost every running back on the, uh, on the injured reserve list at one time. Their defense was all banged up. Uh, I would, that's a tough one. I would say no. Just, but again, he's negotiating his own contract. So that's, right. that's a tough one. The reason I say that, that I won't because of how he plays. He runs a lot. He's, you know, a thousand yard rusher. He's their team's leading offensive production guy and it takes one hit. You know what I mean? I, I, because of that, like if he was just a normal QB, I could still sort of see it, but with him running the football nearly as much, Raphael, I mean, you know, it takes one bad hit, one bad plant, man. There goes your ACL. I, I just, to me, if I'm him and I've never been normally the, hey, you hold it out until to not, but. In this case, I would highly suggest, you know, <laughs> I want something done in paper. I agree, and I think all those quarterbacks I mentioned are probably waiting for Aaron Rodgers to make that decision so they can get their deals done uh, much quicker because I think a lot of dominoes drop when uh, when Aaron Rodgers, unless he's going to do more weddings uh, for, the, for the rest of the week, maybe it might be the main reason why he has to delay. All right, so what do you think Aaron Rodgers does? We have a week until legal tampering, nine days into the start of the league year. Our ESPN's already on Rodgers' watch. They're, they're like TMZ. They're showing photos of him at a wedding of a teammate over the weekend. He looks like James Bond holding a cocktail in his left hand. He's got his suit, the hair, everything going. Matt LaFleur was there as well. He was invited to the wedding. What do you think happens, man? He officiated the wedding. Don't don't forget that. I'm sorry. He officiated right. the wedding. Yes. But I always said he was going to stay in Green Bay. I didn't, I don't think then. Why would you want to go to that conference where, where there's so many young quarterbacks and so many better teams uh, that you got to go through? I mean, that, let's face it. His division has the Bears, who may take a small step forward, but how big of a step forward? The, the Lions and the Vikings, who are a mess, just like the Green Bay. I, I think he stays in Green Bay. He stays in Green Bay, he retires. No, I don't think any other team has uh, what he's going Okay. I, I asked this question um, to Jordan a little bit earlier. Would you, if you're Green Bay, pay him $50 million and give him a long-term deal? I, I, I know he won the MVP two straight years, but you still haven't made the game. There's no guarantee there. And if you give him that kind of deal, Raphael... I mean, can you even re-sign Devontae Adams? Can you can you sign other players to make that team better? I just, I don't know. I almost feel like I would probably pass, as nuts as it sounds. 
I know they're offering fifty, but you have to realize you you have to figure out that Aaron's kind of being those negotiations. Says, hey, you know what? I'll sign, but I need this guy back. I need this guy back. He's not going to want to sign for that big amount of money, and his team stinks. He's going to want to build his team to try to win another Super Bowl. That's what he wants to do: win another. Super Bowl. He doesn't want to be another one and done QB uh, that, that we've seen uh, in, in other teams. He wants another one, so I don't think he signs that big contract unless he has wiggle room to get some of his buddies on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Major League Baseball, at least they're talking and agreeing to certain things. Raphael, we still won't have a deal in place just yet. The first two series of the season are done. But over the weekend, it looks like they did agree to, to certain things. It looks like um, the players okay with a 12-team expanded playoff. Owners want 14 more games, more money. But they're at least good with 12. They're okay with the pitch clock. And they also are okay with banning the defensive shifts in baseball. At least this is good signs that they're agreeing to certain things, huh? I agree. I mean, granted, I don't think it's going to end this week, but they are getting stuff done, which is a big, big, big thing. That just tells me we are going to see baseball sometime uh, this year. And I'm not talking about KBO that starts in uh, in April. I'm talking about Major League Baseball. But mm-hmm. it's a good sign. I'm glad they got rid of the switch. I'm tired of the switch. I know it's it's strategic and all these statistician people are love it and that's yeah. the way you play it but it just it just bores the game out of me uh and i know people are like well if you're left-handed hit the ball to the other side but it's, it's, not, it's, that it's not that easy <laughs> no and they also so what no defensive switch um the pitch clock which is i guess always a good thing here as well uh the other thing uh that they did and i'm trying to think of it it just completely left my mind um playoff team Yes, I, I did that. Extended playoffs. There was a fourth thing, and I completely lost. Anyway, I'll get back to it here. Uh, the fight, sir. USC, it was much hyped. Uh, the guy that did not win said he couldn't wait to beat down the other guy. Break down. What happened? He did. I mean, he out-wrestled him and out-ground and pounded uh, Jorge Masvidal for five rounds. I mean, I know people hate Kobe Covington, but you have to respect his wrestling and ground and pound game, uh, which I do. It was kind of a bore fight. I was hoping for more knockouts and blood but again these two teams these guys hate each other they didn't shake hands afterwards they were still jarring at each other afterwards they were still making fun of each other at the press conference so there's still a lot of bad blood but boy did he call out your own uh, new orleans guy dustin poirier that he's next uh making fun of his wife his kids so maybe uh dustin poirier your local boy has to take care of business on colby covington all right let's make a little money here you ready sure 6 p.m., Hawks at the Pistons. Atlanta, seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you like? Uh, way too many points on this one. Uh, I'll, I'll take the I'll take the plus points on this one. I thought, I thought this game would have been like around six, six-and-a-half, but seven-and-a-half. It opened up at eight, so way too many points. Could this be a preview of the finals or the semifinals? Uh, an exciting second-round action, third-round action. Bulls at the Sixers. Philly, seven-point favorite here. Bulls struggling as of late, so I want nothing to do with Chicago right now. But I think the numbers are a tad, tad too high. Bulls can't play defense. I think this one goes over, even though it's two thirty-two and a half. Rockets at the Heat, Miami, fifteen-point favorite over on South Beach. Maybe Houston wins back-to-back games. Probably not, but I'll take the plus fifteen. I mean, you always play better than that day after a big win. Way too high. I'll take the Miami. I'll take Houston plus fifteen. Okay. Um, a game that I know is of note for Pelicans fans, Trailblazers at the T-Wolves. This is Minnesota 
by 14. Yeah, here's another one. There's a lot of big spreads in this one. And I, but I do think Portland has a better shot than all these other double-digits. I'll take Portland plus the 14. All right, Jazz taking on the Mavericks here. Dallas has had some big wins years of late. We know the Jazz are good. They're a 41 team. Dallas a 39-win team. Dallas only a two-and-a-half point favorite at home. You make sure you see if uh, if, uh, if if everyone's healthy for Dallas on this one. Uh, they weren't all healthy in some late scratches on their last game. Looks like everyone's playing now. That's two and a half. It was one and a half. I like the Mavs in this spot. Okay, Lakers taking on the Spurs. This is another game that Pels fans are going to keep an eye on here. This is in San Antonio. San Antonio, a three-point favorite. Did you watch LeBron's game back on Saturday night on national TV? I watched bits and pieces of it. I mean, two bad teams that can't play defense. Uh, I kind of like here's another one. I think the total's way too uh, low. I thought it was going to be close to 240. I'll take the over in the Lakers first. Lakers can't play defense. Okay. Warriors at the Nuggets. Denver at home last night beating the Pelicans. Tonight they host Golden State. Golden State's been struggling. Draymond Green's pretty important to them, huh? Yeah, he is, and that's why I like Denver, even though they played an overtime game. But I think Jokic just scored again against the Pelicans Stop right it. Now. You know what? Whatever. Well, I mean, when the officials just let them do whatever they want, sure. Denver's an eight-point favorite in this one. Knicks and the Kings. Sacramento, a four-point favorite at home. What did you think of the Knicks last night beating the Clippers 116-93, not getting any, uh, any love here? No, I, no love for the Knicks. I mean, big win for them because they've been struggling as of late. But I kind of like Sacramento in this one just because New York played last night, but Sacramento plays no defense whatsoever. This one's a little bit too high a total. I thought it was going to maybe look at the under, but with the Kings not playing defense, I'll just pass in this one. I think Sacramento wins this one. All right, Rafael Espars, as always, appreciate the time. We'll chat again on Friday, sir, and uh, enjoy the week. Oh, Jokic just scored again. Just now. stop it. Well, you know what? You know what else also happened? A whistle just got blown, and the Pelicans were called for a foul. That's what else has also just happened. <laughs> that'd be a side knock sports. I'm not bitter at all. No, I'm, again, you know, Andrew Lopez said, "Don't focus on it." I'm trying not to. Trying not to. Larry Holder joins us next. Could the Saints really go Jimmy G over Jameis Winston? I'll ask him about that and. If Teron Armstead would have agreed in principle to a deal one week from today, legal tampering in NFL free agency is one week from today. We'll touch on that with him next on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Always on the run and short on cash? With a state bank and trust company debit card, you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks. Available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. 
energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance. But what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in Cutoff. When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Welcome back. Sports Hangover, as always, appreciate the time. Mr. Larry Holder gives us of The Athletic, working on a couple of things. Finally got him on today. How are you, man? I'm good, Goose. I actually just... uh finished up going over uh, off topic but, uh, the Zurich Classic of New mm-hmm. Orleans. They just had a presser today and uh, they are uh, rocking and rolling full capacity. Um, it's kind of it's basically going to get back to normal uh, what we were used to having uh, pre-COVID. So that's that's uh, great to hear for easily. I know you and me like one of our favorite events of the entire year. I look forward to the show next to the Champions Club, so I can just smell the oysters, the food, the beverages. It's just it really is a really cool place to watch a golf tournament. It really, honestly, is. you don't just smell them. You get up and you have Jordan, the intern, my, uh, man, the, the mic while you yeah. go scarf down all the food and, yeah. and maybe a uh, cocktail or well. Maybe, maybe. Uh, never forget a couple of years ago when we had that show there. <laughs> that was that was an interesting one. Um, but look, we—it's oh, hard to believe, man. It kind of feel—I I feel like February flew by. I don't know about you. I felt like literally I don't remember February. There's the Super Bowl. It's over, and we're a week away from legal tampering and free agency, which means your Twitter, everyone's Twitter is going to be going bananas. A week from today on agreed to deals and things of that nature. So let's just get right to it. Do we hear and see a deal agreed to between a team and Teron Armstead on Monday next week? Whew, I, I don't, I, I doubt it. Uh, I just think that <laughs> he will be open to hearing what others have to say. And of course, we know that. You go to Indianapolis for the combine. Everyone's agents there, uh, so there's been, you know, I'm sure other teams have talked to his representation already. Uh, I mean, it's just the way of the world. Uh, it's basically if you have a bad relationship with someone, then you actually get charged with tampering, illegal mm-hmm. tampering. But still, uh, look, I, I think he's got a test of market, and I, I, I would say 
I'm, I'm sure the next person you bring up is Marcus Williams. I think it's the same thing. I don't think the Saints are going to franchise tag either one of those guys. And so they smartly need to test the market. I mean, if I'm them, I want to maximize uh, because, A, this is Teron Armstead's last gigantic contract, and, B, Marcus Williams, this is his first gigantic contract. So uh, you, if I'm them, I'm looking to maximize value. And right. I can tell you the Saints are not going to initially offer you maximum value. I mean, that's just not the way negotiations work. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to feel about Jeremy Fowler's opinion here when he did his little recap of the combine and he throws out there, you know what, maybe Jimmy G and the Saints would be a good fit there. A lot of people seem to feel, including him, that Jameis Winston and, you know, you see Jameis in the quarter this weekend shopping, taking photos with a couple of fans. So it is our question of the day to one of them, Larry. Would you choose Jimmy Garoppolo or Jameis Winston if you had to pick one of the two? Oh, boy. I uh, I did a pretty in-depth story maybe a week or two ago uh, looking at every quarterback possibility that could be out there and just going through, uh, you know, traditional numbers, uh, non-traditional metrics. Oh, like, to me, what would make the most sense would be a Jameis Winston Saints reunion, but do the Saints – is really going to depend on more where the, if the Saints see Jameis as their actual future. Uh, I just think he would still be short-term. And if you're going to go after Garoppolo, this would be long-term. And is Garoppolo that much better than Jameis? Or is he even better than Jameis, period? I think the fact that we are arguing this, uh, and it's not an, an open-shut case for any, either side, so it just goes to show you there's going to be risk no matter what. And so I think uh, uh, when you look at it, G- uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's a winner. I mean, I get that. But, you know, oftentimes you can argue a quarterback stat is not wins and losses because mm-hmm. it comes down to the whole team. So is Jimmy Garoppolo your future? I think you need to answer that question. And uh, I, it's because we're spoiled. We know what great quarterback play looks like. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo uh, Garoppolo is a great quarterback. I don't think Jameis Winston is a great quarterback. And when I'm talking great, like Drew Brees great. Obviously, we know that. Right. So any of these guys are going to be ripped. So I, I could see the Saints say, okay, all right, say uh, Jimmy G for a two. I think the Saints would be open to listening to that because uh, that's not a ton uh, to give up. Uh, but will they? I, I don't know. To me, and all the research that I did, and I'm referring back to the story I did, I think I came to the conclusion that Jameis Winston would make the most sense of that. You're probably you're not going to be paying him as much as you're going to have to pay Garoppolo, and you're not having to give up anything if you re-sign Jameis and don't have to trade for Garoppolo. Correct. He did sign with San Francisco a five-year, $137 million deal with uh, 74 of that being guaranteed if he is injured and such and he's been often injured larry and you know i my my argument i i chose winston and my argument is along the lines of what you said and i would just add this you you look at a guy like kyle shanahan same neighborhood as sean payton right offensive minded good coach spin a couple super bowls things of that nature and he doesn't want him you know, you get what I'm saying? It's like, I mean, if, if it doesn't work with him and he doesn't trust him with them and he played in a playoff game with him and just ran the football, he doesn't, you know, I, I just, if he can't make it work with him, 
that gives me pause. He got to a Super Bowl with him and almost won it, and still was like, eh, maybe not. Right. <laughs> you know. So right. I, yeah. I think I, I'm, I'm with you there. <laughs> I, you know, I, I just think that there's like I don't I don't see Jimmy Garoppolo just getting better. Like I just see him as like him just kind of being who he is, and that's what what he is as a quarterback. For me, maybe I wouldn't have said this two two years ago, but I think that we can see Jameis get better. And so I think, to me, that would be worth making that happen. And I also would not be opposed to the Saints looking for a quarterback mm-hmm. on day two of the draft. Someone almost like Desmond Ritter, who is a winner. And, like, you know, that sort of thing, makeup of a, of a, of a type of quarterback. And I think he would be similar to what the Saints would like to do. And so, I, you know, I think that in that sense, uh, that would be my preferred route if the Saints didn't feel like Jameis was going to be the long term. He might just be give him a two year deal, prove mm-hmm. it, draft a quarterback, and say, "All right, well let's let's see what this you know with with someone maybe like a Sam Howell or or a, a, like I said a Desmond Ritter. I, I you know I but Ritter to me though I feel like could fit more of the Saints mo. Just he's a winner, a good athlete. Okay. Bonafide leader, like he, like I've been described, like he's like the Pied Piper, like really follow him, like he's a great leader, like that, mm. and he's a winner. I mean, so that's uh, that that's a guy I would like uh, in in a in a Saints practice facility. Okay, because that's where I was going to go. Do, do you envision a player being there at eighteen that if it falls to him, that they would take at that quarterback position, or do you think? We'll find that out next week if they do offer a contract, or, or should we look at it as regardless if they offer a contract to Jameis Winston, they still could be open to taking a quarterback. I definitely think it matters what happens next week <laughs> because if they go long term, then what are they? You know, you're not going to go draft a, a quarterback, right? If they go short term and they go a different route. I mean, look, uh, <laughs> I'm cringing at this talk of Mitch Trubisky. Give me a, I'm not buying that at all. I, I could not envision that. If they would go get someone like him, they better draft someone round one because I'm not, I'm not buying Trubisky. Period. End of story. No thank you. Um, I, you know, it's uh, you know, but the storyline is Kenny Pickett's got you know, smaller hands than you've ever seen in your life, and you've yep. got very little. And I got hands. small hands. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, imagine. Yeah, Kenny Pickett has your hands. So yeah. That's you know, that's the talk. Then you've got Malik Willis, who probably not ready to start day one, and you know, someone who might be as talented as all of them, uh, but comes with a little risk. He's not as big. I mean, you know, Matt Corral, he's a, he's Mister Excitement. I mean, there's no like doubt him. about that. Yeah. But you know, he's he's on the smaller side. Like he's a little taller than Drew, a little bigger than Drew Brees, but uh, he's been banged up a little, and you know, he's had to kind of learn the ropes and. So he's definitely an exciting prospect and the guy you're going to see connected to the Saints. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But right. it's, uh, yeah. And I was going to say, because that's the thing, right? Because you're, you're debating or choosing to go over somebody that you're going to have to sort of develop or, Larry, based off of, again, we, we thought this and the Combine did nothing but absolutely stoke it. This draft is chock full of, I think, day one starting difference making receivers, man. They are spe- there is speed everywhere there. So that's the thing that Saints fans are going to look at and go, look, <laughs> an offensive lineman or receiver at 18, you can probably get one that starts and is good. Or do you, you know, take a chance at a quarterback? And I think that's 
what we're going to be going into on that Thursday night, aren't we? I mean, because the receiving core right now looks insane. Yeah, receiver is going to be an obvious thing they've got to look at. Uh, it's because it's, there's going to be people around that you could say, all right, they don't even have to move anywhere, and one's going to come to them uh, right. that they're going to really like. So it, it's definitely a, a, a good draft for that. And the Saints, uh, you and me would agree, that's a need. So I think that that would work well. But you know, that, if, here's the thing. If they're going to take a round one quarterback, they have to have a conviction that he would be a starter. Like, you know, maybe not this year, but he will be a starter and he will be a long-term quarterback for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do they have that? Uh, and do they feel the need that they have to have that conviction after next week once free agency kind of fans out? And who knows if a trade happens or not with somebody? Uh, you know, it's uh, it, it is a uh, – we'll have a better sense next week once right. uh, we kind of get rolling, but – even in that sense, say if you sign someone short-term, uh, then it still leaves the, uh, the, the questions open about drafting a quarterback. I mean, you you don't want to just say, all right, well, let's go draft a guy second round. I mean, you probably are, are want to get a guy who you feel real good about in round one, but does that guy even exist? Like that, mm-hmm. There's so many different elements that we've never had to discuss before in, uh, in my history of covering this team. <laughs> so, you know, because I've only covered them since 06. And I've never had to deal with this real question. Uh, so it's, uh, boy, it is going to be so intriguing starting really now. Uh, if a trade happens or franchise tags or, or, mm-hmm. or uh, guys kind of switch teams and, and then things are getting moving and shaking. Does Aaron Rodgers make a decision before next week? <laughs> We're on Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers' watch right now. I'm already past that. He's going to be a Packer. I've, just, I've moved past it. I'm not even... He, he, we used to talk about me being a me guy. Oh my gosh, he took me to sing about being a me guy. Oh my word! So it's uh, uh, you know, and he's your ultimate nightmare, putting his feet up on cameras and showing his big COVID toe. So you're not you're not down with any of that either. So, but, mm-hmm. but I think he's going to be a Packer. Uh, he's either a Packer or nothing. That's what I think. I think he's a, uh, either a Packer or retires, and I think he's a Packer. Larry Holder, as always, man, appreciate the time. What can we expect coming up from you soon, man, at The Athletic? Yeah, uh, look, I actually just filed it. Yeah, I told you I had a big project, which is why I had to wait until <laughs> I could jump in on this week. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm doing one of those uh, uh, three-year lookbacks, 2019 draft. Yeah. Uh, who got it right? Who didn't? It's, it's kind of good timing because Kyler Murray's uh, whining about wanting a new contract. Does he really deserve one? How good is he? Uh, and the rest of that draft class uh, – who did well and who didn't. I mean, that's going to be coming out later this week. And, of course, anything happening, uh, not just uh, Saints-wise, but around the NFL, I'll be uh, I'll be having my opinions all over the athletic. Sounds good, man. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate right, the time, bud. See you, buddy. Come back. We'll uh, check in again on the intern, see how he is doing. Then also coming up in the 2 o'clock hour, Steve Worthy. Four Kids Foundation, Zurich Classic. will let us know about the tournament coming up next month. That's at 2.30, Marlon Favorite, 2.15. And we'll talk some Crescent City Kings as well with him. So sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. 
New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection. Or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it's wedding, festival, Mardi Gras, rodeo, or concert, Joe Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases. Joe Septic Contractors can supply multi-stall restroom, air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning a luxury event? Check out their new black tie luxury restroom and shower trailers. Visit Joe Septic at Viscom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, and Abbeville. It's crawfish season and Louisiana crawfish are ready for boiling. Rouse's Markets has special seafood boiling rooms in stores. Yep, these guys are professional boilers. Rouse's Market starts with the prettiest Louisiana crawfish, of course. But the key is the Rouse's Down the Bayou Seafood Mix. It's seasoned with just the right amount of lemon and onion and garlic and heat. Get Rouse's Louisiana crawfish hot from the pot. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. That's 11 to 7 at Rouse's Market. Tastes like home. Advanced Eye Institute and in Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985 632 2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at Vision Source Advanced Eye Cutoff.com. Can we talk? talk sports? Real sports. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. Hour number two. Jordan D. Kleber joining us again. How are you today? Uh, you know what would help if I plugged you in? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Jeez, and Pete's. See, I'm sitting here thinking of other things to do here coming up and i forgot there you go now i can hear you how are oh, you? no you're fine you're fine i'm yeah. sure that was my fault as well well you did hang up on andrew lopez <laughs> i had nothing to do with that not even at the phone i don't have control of the phone <laughs> just your uh your energy uh can my do energy. that here as well no but i was saying i, I really enjoyed larry's uh segment uh um out before the the break he mentioned my one of my favorite players in mitchell trubisky and i was texting you both during the segment what a dream it would be if him and uh, little Jordan Humphrey can connect connect on a touchdown pass. Did, did you not pay attention to what he said in that as well? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I know. He, he, okay. But he said his name. No. He at least said his name. Yeah, he did say his name. He said absolutely not. That's what he said. I know that's what he said. Yeah, I know. I'm just making sure you understood where he was going in context when it comes to that. Right. Um, I want to talk about Major League Baseball and some things because we're, we're kind of doing this um, uh, in a group message here. As well, but tonight you do have some big games to kind of pay attention to in the NBA as the Pelicans per Todd are about to board a plane and head on over to Memphis tonight, uh, this afternoon. So they'll be there here in a little bit from Denver. But tonight, uh, got a couple of games to keep an eye on, right? The Blazers are at the T-Wolves. Can you believe Minnesota's a 14 point favorite? I mean, how have they changed all of a sudden, right? Minnesota, the seventh seed right now, 36 and 29 on the year. Now, Portland is a game and a half back. Of the Pelicans. So this one's an obvious one, right? I mean, this is an yeah, obvious you want, one. You want the T-Wolves. You want the T-Wolves. All right. So we, we're going to root for that. Uh, you got the Lakers and Spurs going at it tonight. 
Labou, 56 points on Saturday. Had an, I mean, just ridiculous game against the Warriors there. So let's look at the standings. Lakers, now two and a half up on the Pelicans. Because they won on Saturday, and of course, you know. The greatest performance ever. Yeah, the greatest performance ever. And then the Spurs are three games back of the Pels. So do we want the Spurs or do we want the Lakers? Jordan. I'm honestly I want the Spurs. I know it does that makes it to where the, the gap is a little bit closer. They're starting to have more competition mm-hmm. for that tenth spot, but at the same time, I want the nine and ten spot to be completely wide open to where there's two spots that you can get into rather than just one. Because if the Lakers do start to pull away, then you're gonna be banking on just that ten right. seed. So I'd right. I'd rather have the nine and the ten be wide open have more teams kind of in contention, but at the same time, there's double the chance that you're going to be able to at least make the play-in tournament. And and also, you want the San Antonio Spurs to win because you also have to look at it from a a potential draft pick. The the Lakers, if they fall out Mm -hmm. of 10, you're going to be able to uh, potentially get a draft spot that's, you know, top 10 protected. Plus, here's the other added element to it. You're going to face San Antonio twice before the season ends. Friday, March 18th at San Antonio. And then you host the Spurs Saturday, March 26th. That, that's my gauntlet. That's the start of my gauntlet. But you're going to face them twice. So you have a chance yes, to put two games yes. behind them if you take those two games. So you definitely want them to beat the Lakers. And I agree with you when it goes to that here as well. Um, so those are really, I think, the only games that really... I mean, the Kings taking on the Knicks at home, four-point favorites. The Kings, though, they're a full four games behind you, a game behind the Spurs. Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried. I'm, the, the last team that I'm really worried about is is really the Spurs. Okay. At Sacramento, you, we said it when we were playing that them earlier last week. You look week. like the better hey, team, yeah. With, 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 the, with the win, that basically kind of, you know... Um, put them away. Not saying that there isn't a chance. There's always a chance, but the team that I'm, you know, probably mainly concerned, or the teams that I'm concerned about right now are the Spurs and the Blazers. All right. As the card carrying greatest fan of the Atlanta Braves, uh, ever, you, you have, um, an opportunity to talk a little bit about some <laughs> of the things that they, what? The Atlanta, don't be disrespectful. What? Don't be disrespectful what? to the Atlanta Braves. What? They're not just the Atlanta Braves. They're your World Series champion. Atlanta Braves. Yeah, yeah, that is true. They're not Daniel Salerson's, huh? Long, I mean, native of no, Georgia, native yeah, of Atlanta. Yeah, okay. yeah, they're definitely Daniel Salerson's. <laughs> they're Jordan Kleebers. World champions. World Atlanta champions, Braves. yes. Um, so look, they, they've agreed essentially on a couple of things that we were touching on in our group message, which I think is interesting. Play clock, 14 and 19. 14 seconds with no runners on. That's how long the pitchers have to, to throw the pitch. 19 seconds. With runners on, yay or nay? Minor league baseball was experimenting with this last year. They had a pitch clock. I say eight seconds with no runners on. Eight seconds. Fourteen seconds with runners on. <laughs> Let's get going. Eight seconds. Let's get up. going. Come on. All right. So what, you're, what, what you're, you have to do. I mean, just throw the ball. Come so, on. So you're in on the pitch clock. The other thing is no defensive shifts. Um, you don't like it. The graph no. likes it. I think people that like baseball do like it here as well. I'll say this: calling a baseball game yesterday. Tulane used it several times on a couple of Mississippi State hitters, and it works. 
So wait, wait. So you're saying that I don't like baseball? If if I don't, I didn't say that. I, I, you I, said I, people that people that like the rule change. Yeah, there's some people like that baseball. are like you know that that are like, look, it is what it is. Uh, you know. Wait. So we're just gonna take strategy out of the game. Screw it. You know. So you think that's so strategy? What? It's definitely strategy. Okay. Being able to know what the other where the other batter hits and being able to move your players to certain spots. You think that should be that's part strategy. of the game? Okay. That's strategy. All right. All right. Um, the that's other like, uh, we, you got to take out audibles in football. You can't. There's you can't have any more audibles in football. I can't wait to hear this because you didn't care for the added playoff team in the NFL, which, by the way, turned out to be a pretty good playoff year this year, right? Huh? 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 Pretty good? Yeah, I know. I yeah, know you You complained yeah, like a little baby all last year. Only oh, one team on. gets a bye, and all anyone did was call it the greatest playoffs in the NFL history that had. So they didn't agree to an extended playoff. The players want 12. The owners want 14. I think it's a 10 right now. I like 12. I think twelve. Five. I like the twelve. I think fourteen is probably getting a little too excessive. Okay, so I, I'm with you. I, I, I like twelve, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I know you're pushed for time, so go ahead. Next, no, that's fine. No, time. that was fine. Um, and then uh, let's see. What's the the fourth one? No defensive shifts, pitch clock, extended playoffs. Oh, and then the other thing that I wanted to talk about that I did think is interesting is universal DH. So now you're not going to just have the designated hitter in the American League. You're also going to have it in the National League. You like that? Yes. I. I, I wait. Can you repeat that again? Sorry. DH kind of designated hitter. Universal. Oh, yeah, this will be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm all for that. Yeah. I don't think we need to see pitchers hit. I mean. I just... no. Another thing I would like to see maybe a hey, stick to a the the pitcher in an inning. You can't change out a pitcher once the inning starts. Okay. Dan Patrick has a suggestion. He put he put this out there on his show today. I also tweeted it out there okay. at ESPN Radio. What, what do you thoughts what, on the idea? What do you think? Tell people what what it was that he's proposing here. So basically, to sum it up, he wants a basically two hour time frame, like how almost every other sport has to basketball. Wear. Essentially, hey, you start it right mm-hmm. here and you end it. So whenever that clock hits zero, no matter where you are, if there's two outs, one outs, you're at the top of the inning. You have a chance to win the game if it just you it ends. So even if you're at the top of the inning and that clock strikes zero, the other team does not get a chance to finish out that inning, and the team doesn't even get a chance to finish out their own top of the inning. So mm-hmm. I got I, it's interesting, but at the same time, I could see it being interesting the first couple of months, and then baseball fans just being. This absolutely sucks once their team gets hosed mm-hmm. by it uh, throughout the season. So, yeah, cool idea, cool concept, but I don't think it's the permanent solution to, uh, quote-unquote, fixing baseball. Okay. Uh, so you already said your, your one thing that you would like to see. You know what my thing I'd like to see just overall in the game, a salary cap to where teams have to spend a certain amount and can't spend more than that. If you want to throw in a luxury tax, that's fine. I think that would make the game a little bit better. But as far as, like, Rules-wise and things of that nature, now, I, I I think the one thing that just makes it tough to watch is the amount along the lines of what you're saying of of relievers. You know, I mean, starters now it's four innings. You know, I mean, they already have special. They have the fifth inning specialist, the sixth inning specialist, the seven and a half inning specialist, the one out in the eighth inning special. I mean, it 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 just is like throwing a guy in there. So didn't you say right along your lines? You get one pitcher an inning. Now I I you might maybe make how many. Um, 
they how, won a game. How, how many, maybe how many guys you can go to? What if you can only have five a game? Five relievers. The only problem with that is what, what if it, it gets out of hand, right? What if you have a 12-2 game and that guy's just getting shellacked, you know? Too, too bad. Too bad, too huh? Too bad. Take your whipping. Because in, in soccer, cause along the lines of what Dan Patrick was saying, is what kind of got me thinking of this. You only have so many substitutions. Right. Like, that's it. Right. What like if it, you, get, you, you can't sub that player back in that's one it. exact. Yeah. I, I wonder if, it, you know, you have two subs, five pitchers, seven substitutions once the starting lineup goes in, and the rest of the time you, you play with what you have. Right. You know? But the thing with the whole Dan Patrick, I mean, if you go up, you know, five runs and there's still an hour left in the game. We have 45 minutes left in the game. Then you're going to start seeing ways to, you know, just waste clock. You're going to, those 14 seconds are going to, they're going to be a full 14 seconds. And then yeah. you're going to see players just yeah. completely okay. find new ways okay. to, to, to try to waste time. So yeah. I understand what you're saying. Now you're up against the uh, top of the hour and, uh, We'll see. That's, that's, well, kind of my t- that's kind of my take. Your, your your two cents. Thank you, bud. We'll see you tomorrow. For sure. I'll still be listening. I'll still be in touch. Okay, just making sure. Quick break. We come back. Marlon Favorite will join us. Plus, we'll also talk uh, a little football here in the city that is going on. We'll touch on that. And Steve Worthy will join us. Coming up at the top of this hour, though, let's kind of recap uh, that game last night. Go back to the locker room and hear from some of those guys in case you missed it at the start of the show. So the Sports Hangover and ESPN New Orleans. If you're going to be there, be there. If you're going to stay, stay. Till I start living out with the old. I'm on it up. Watch me A new name, a new era. TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit tghealthsystem.com. O'Reilly O'Reilly Auto Parts has what you need to keep your engine performing at its best. Our professional parts people will help you select the right products for your vehicle and your budget. Like 5 quarts of Castrol GTX conventional oil and a microguard filter just $28.99. Save money on your next oil change. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit OReillyAuto.com Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts How do you make the most of your land? If you ask the Wrens, who run with us on a John Deere mower, they tell you... I mow first, then I do all the trimming. But the Hubbards, who work behind the wheel of a John Deere compact tractor, would say... If it's something you want, just go after it and try it. Then there's the Mosers, who may mention from the seat of their John Deere Gator UTV... You can't be all working up, play. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deere.com. Nothing runs like a deer. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Kyrie is a master at what he does. Kyrie is walking around wearing a green jacket, working out with high school teams and college basketball teams and NBA teams. Like, he is that special, special of a talent. And when you think about what he adds to the Brooklyn Nets, that is such an extra pop for a team that, scoring-wise, is one of the most gifted teams there is in the NBA. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. 
What would you say you do? Sports, sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back, Sports Hangover. As we welcome you to hour number three. 800-998-1003 is the way to give us a buzz. Love to hear from you Pelicans fans. Your thoughts on last night's 138-130 ball game in which the Pels had a lot of good. Down 21 to start off with in the first quarter. That was not good. Uh, and then they just slowly but surely started coming back, taking the lead. And then there at halftime... Uh, Brandon Ingram, an over-the-shoulder sort of heave. The graph is uh, his post-half-court heave description. Ingram just picked it up at the timeline with about a half second. He spun to his left and just threw up a right-hand hook, and it counts. No. Yes. Oh, oh my B.I. Sheesh. I, I am speechless. Well, I guess we should be used to it because that's the third half-court-plus shot we have made this year, but that the most unlikely. As Ingram fumbled it, and he just picked it up at the timeline and said, oh, well, why not? And right. it goes in. So that was the guys describing going into the locker room. Again, down 21. Pell's had a tremendous third quarter there as well. And... um it really did look like the Pelicans were going to walk out of Denver with a victory. And the long rebound, Aaron Gordon. Our entire bench was up for that one. And now a steal, Herb, and he's keeping it bouncy again. He's going to go in, and he's going to dunk it in with two hands, not on Herb. His first two points, and it's down to one, 71 to 70, Denver. Yep, and then the Pels eventually do take the lead. Brandon Ingram. Ingram. Sizing up green, pulls up above the right elbow, and we got the lead for the first time tonight as Ingram knocks down yet another mid-range. The magic of the third quarter continues. 13-2 run for the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, things are going well. They won the, the third quarter 37-22. to Unfortunately, in the fourth quarter, a 40-30 to fourth quarter. Um, sent the game into overtime, a 14-6 frame in OT. Got the victory for Denver again. We can talk about officiating. We can talk about the free throws disparities. They had 19 fourth quarter threes. Pels had, what, five or at that point with 19 seconds left. I think Devontae Graham then missed a free throw. Brandon Ingram did right after that. Um, that was tough to watch. Uh, Jokic, every single play is, you know, the most demonstrative human being I've ever seen that doesn't get a technical. CJ asks about a play, gets teed up. Despite all of that, again, you know, they could have won that game, should have won that game. And I think that's how I opened up the show today, saying, look, you essentially needed a Herculean effort from Nikola Jokic, 46 points for him. He had 30, by the way, in the fourth quarter in overtime alone. 30 points. Fourth quarter and overtime. Pelicans didn't get a stop from the 7-minute, 38-second mark. And from that, despite that, the free throw disparity, 43 for them. They made 34. Pelicans, 20 of 29. But they made 34 points. 
right? And they make 20, 34 to 20. I mean, that's a, that's a big difference, right? Big difference. So when you look at all of that, it took all of that to beat the Pelicans in a game they could have won and should have won. They make the free throws, they win the game. If you listen to the guys in the locker room, they could have done more, could have executed better, could have gotten a stop. I thought Willie Green could have done some things. Maybe not sit Brandon Ingram nearly as long as he did when he was cooking. The guy ended with 38 points, but I feel like they didn't really impact it as much as he possibly could in the fourth. He had a tremendous shot off the bank, uh, off the backboard with a minute 12 left. Again, I just, they, they could have won this game. So much so. So let's hear from the guys in the locker room again. 800-998-1003 if you'd like to chime in on, um, on the call here as well. And here's what Brandon Ingram had to say about this being a learning experience. Very important. You know, um, I think we will look back at this one and if we get a chance to play Denver again, we will have, um, an adjustment and, um, we'll be well prepared when we, when we go into, um, Denver again. Um, I think it's good. For things to happen like this, so we don't get complacent, so we can continue to push and try to be um, a better team by by the playoffs. One of the other things that you heard here as well that I guess somewhat stood out is CJ McCollum. I thought you saw. I don't. I don't know if I'm going to call it his worst game as a Pell. Just kind of didn't seem into the flow and things of that nature, but. As he said, he, he thinks that they probably could have done some things differently there. And it's a growing point. Yeah, we got to close out better. I got to do a better job of getting us in this stuff faster. Um, I, I, I take responsibility for some of the lack of execution, late shot clock situations, balls in my hands. I got to make sure I'm, I'm putting us in position a little early, a little faster, getting a better grip, grasp of play calling and what I kind of want to run down the stretch of games. And then we got away from some things where we didn't, we didn't get some of the, their weaker defenders in the action, so i got to do a better job with that. But, I mean, this was a very winnable game. We started off slow. Gave up a lot of points in the first quarter, but we bounced back well um, in the second half. And uh, this is a winnable game we gave away. Uh, but credit them. They played well. This will be a good learning experience for us going forward. I played in a lot of games like these, so i got to do a better job of uh, taking control, not just scoring, but you know, making sure everybody's in the right spots and kind of being that calming influence down the stretch. Willie Green on the game and says some things that he would have liked to have done differently. I'll have to go back and watch the tape. Um, I'm sure there's always uh, room for improvement on my end if I go back and watch and see some areas that I think I could have done better, so for sure. General D, thank you for giving us a call here on the Sports Hangover. Sir, how are you? I'm doing well. I hadn't had an opportunity to listen all day, but um, one of the observations in watching the game, and, and like everybody else, they're frustrated because you, you come back from that big deficit. But um, I thought some of the rotations down a stretch were a little bit off. And mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. Right. But when Valanciunas goes out, I would have liked to have seen Jackson Hayes get in the game back at the four, keep Billy at the five, and then bring uh, Jackson over as a double on Jonas. It, Jonas was, you know, I mean, uh, the joke, not Jonas. The Joker was getting way too many just one-on-ones, and his athleticism against Billy is just unmatched. I mean, you just can't stay with him. And But if you come over with the double team, they'll bring in a double late in the game, 
but it was a small double, and he was passing it away. Um, but I thought it was a little bit too late. But there was times when he isolated and just used Billy, and plus he was getting a lot of calls uh, to the rim. Some of them were warranted, um, but I would have liked to have seen Jackson Hayes come in a game, to, at least from the weak side, because he's capable of coming in and, and, and bringing that large trap, uh, you know, I thought would have been beneficial. But obviously the, the free throw shooting down the stretch, right. I mean, all three of our big guys who, who typically step up to the line are 80-plus uh, shooters. Uh, C.J. McCollum, um, Brandon Ingram, and uh, Graham missed, you know, shots that I think could have extended or at least changed the complexity of the game. But really, you know, once again, this is a team that that battled back from so far down, which is a testament to their, you know, wherewithal. But in the same hand, um, I think they kind of ran out a little bit of gas and then also took a couple of bad shots once they had the lead. Um, really didn't really put the onus on the officiating to get those, some of those calls to the rim. They were settling for the mid-range game. Uh, I know you alluded to uh, C.J. maybe not having the best game, but he still played above average. Um and I think that there were a couple of times that maybe he could have settled this down. But I think the tactical error that, that I saw just in watching the game that I was frustrated with was bringing in a, a big four and trying to get the ball out of the Joker's hands because he was just – when he decided to go to the rim, it was over. I mean, he, he was either getting a call or he was scoring. What was Man. your thought on that? Yeah, look, from the get-go, I mean – whether it's double teams, rotations, things. I, I, I even brought up too earlier in the show, uh, General D. I'm like, it's the timeout too. I mean, Daniel Salerson on, on the radio call kept bringing it up. And, and Ty was asking, he can't remember a stop. And Daniel went back and looked at it. 7.38 left to play in the fourth quarter. That was the last stop. So they basically played an entire quarter without getting one stop. It was either free throws or a jumper. And, um, you know, I don't know, maybe a timeout there to kind of, Give a breather to your defense, make a play, make a set, because you kind of get the sense and feel if you can get one to two stops, your offense was going, you, you could win that game, you know? Um, so to your point, I, I did see a lot of people on social media last night suggesting maybe Jackson Hayes on that, and you heard CJ McCollum after the game say they'll, they'll be ready and they'll have adjustments next time they they meet um, Denver. B.I. said the same thing there as well. So, you know, that's what I'm, I'm looking at, and I think that's why Willie Green, CJ, and B.I. both said, all three said at the end of the game that, a game like that is good experience and a good learning experience for everybody involved because you're not in those situations like that at this time of the year against a team like that. That felt like a playoff game to me, didn't it, in the fourth quarter? It sure did. Oh, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. It was definitely a heavyweight fight you know, down the stretch. But just to be clear, not not Hayes at the five. Right. Hayes doesn't have enough no, up, right. up to, to, to really just where, where the distance but. I think coming in with two bigs at that time, trying to double him would have been beneficial. But really, that's I've said this before. There's so many things going on to the head coach's mind of situation, timeout, play, um, what he wants to run when he's coming down. Yeah. I think the assistant coaches, that, that's where they need to step up. Some of those guys haven't been the lead assistant or had the ability to kind of get in his ear and say, look, let's get, you're right, call a timeout. Or just to change up, or a guy that's sitting for too long. I know that... that Brandon Ingram sat for a little while when he was he was just he was cooking, and a couple of times the ball should have gotten through him. I remember AB saying, you know, man, that the ball's got to go to Bi in his possession. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes that didn't happen. But like anything, this is this is a learning experience to some extent. But um, you know, where they were missing out the most was the four. Yeah, <laughs> hey, that's that's Zion. So when he gets healthy, and maybe not this year, but next year, 
this team's going to be very good. It's going to be a lot to handle uh, in the Western Conference. It'll definitely be. Throw those two things out. Yeah, no, for sure. It'll definitely be fun to watch. Thank you, General. Do you appreciate the phone call, Shane? Give me your best sixty to ninety seconds, certain, and we'll get Marlon Fave right on board. How are you? Hey, Goose. How you doing today, buddy? Doing well, man. Uh, I had a, a couple of uh, strategic issues. I didn't like Herb Jones taking the ball out at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. He, he almost lost the game on that last play when he threw it. I, I thought they could have found somebody else to take the ball out. And that last time out that uh, really used, I didn't think it was necessary at that time. He could have used that time out. Maybe when Herb was taking that ball out on that last play, I, can't, I think he kind of wasted that. But through all of that, there's no reason Jokic should be able to behave the way that he behaved after every call. You get yeah. every call in the game, and then the one or two times that you don't get the call that you think you did should get that, and it's right in front of the referee slamming the ball down when he got that foul in the corner where he was pushed out of bounds. That's the T. That should have been automatic. It doesn't matter if you're the MVP, TVP, TVC, whatever you are. <laughs> That should have been automatic technical foul, right? And that, that that was that was ridiculous. But it was a good game, a learning learning experience. But they got to clean up a few things. But they still should have won the game with the free throws at the end. Yeah, Shane, that was tough, man. Uh, and I guess that that's why I look at it this morning where, you know, we're open up the show and I'm like, you know, I, I am disappointed. It stinks watching that, but at the same time, you know what? It took all of that to beat you in overtime. Like, it took a yeah. lot, you know? So In Denver. Yeah, in Denver, 43 free throws. Jokic, 30 points in the fourth quarter in OT. The officials not calling it their same both ways. You know, I mean, CJ not looking like himself at times. Willie learning as well. I mean, all of that, dude. And Aaron Gordon getting superstar calls. Oh, stop it, man. That that dude was being treated like LeBron. I, I don't, don't even get me started on number 50. That's, that, that was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. Thank you, Shane. Appreciate the phone call, bud. Uh, Marlon Favorite, we'll chat with him next. I'll ask him what he thinks about Jaden Daniels, quarterback from Arizona State, transferring to LSU. He's 6'3", 185, 6,000 yards passing. How does he help the quarterback room? Plus, we'll talk a little Crescent City Kings football as well. That's right. It's another football team in the city. Getting ready to play some ball. We'll touch that next on ESPN New Orleans. Ready to feel the excitement of the conference championships? Turn your team's victory into your own big win with DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code LaRose. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code LaRose. This week in DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 or over, physically present in Louisiana. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. Minimum $5 deposit. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. 
Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will seek king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. Is it COVID? Is it the flu? Or another type of respiratory illness? Looking for a flu or COVID vaccine offered in the evenings or on weekends? Lady of the Sea After Hours is reopening on Monday, January 10th. Our staff of healthcare providers are here for you Monday through Friday from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and Saturdays and Sundays from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Walk-ins welcome, no appointments necessary, located directly in front of the hospital on West 134th Place in Cutoff. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. Sports Hangover. Marlon Favorite joins us as he does on Mondays and Fridays. Um, as always, sir, I appreciate your time. How are you today? All is well, Gus. A little wet in the fireball for today, but just no biggie. You know, just just kind of, you know, riding through the West Bank right now, just getting ready to go get the kids. Typical Monday, you know, Mardi Gras over. Everybody back in school. So, hello, somebody. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of figure that here as well. And um, um, I think one of the things that you probably are feeling better is LeBron's 56 points over the weekend, huh? Now that did feel good against Steph Curry. Outscored arguably the best shooter of our time, maybe. That's not even a maybe of definite. Mm-hmm. And he outscored him. But Gus, it's LeBron James. You know, it's different. It's, so it's the MJ our time. It's only two Space Jam movies, right? <laughs> MJ was in one of them, and, you know, the Brian James. Okay. You know, you know how this goes. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> I, I got you. Um, so I, I think one of the things I want to ask you before we talk a little Crescent City Kings football, sir, is I want to ask you about Jaden Daniels. 6'3", 185 from Arizona State. He um, commits to LSU, will be in town Within a week or so, per Brody Miller of the Athletic, LSU spring football starts March 24th, Marlon. So the Tigers getting back to practice here very shortly. What did you think when you you saw this commit here in a room that now has, you know, Miles Brennan, you have Walker Howard, and Garrett Nussmeyer? I like it. I think it makes the quarterback competition that much more interesting from that perspective. Uh, and this guy, he brings a different element to the, than what we have in a quarterback room right now. Um, all the quarterbacks in the quarterback room right now are typical pro-style quarterbacks. This kid can sit in the pocket. He can throw it. He has, what, 60-plus completion uh, ratio. Uh, he uh, He's elusive. I, I posted on my Instagram one of his highlights. He can run the option. So you, now you have more of an RPO 
and, and he's more of your Jalen Hurts, your more mobile quarterback, someone mm-hmm. who can not only manipulate the, the pocket with the ability to step up um, and, and, and utilize the offensive line correctly, but you also have someone that can run. And, and that's if you don't have Joe Burrow, you got to have that. Today's game, you saw it. Big, big, big Jordan Davis, 341 pounds running a 4.7. <laughs> As a quarterback nowadays, you got a man that big running that fast coming at you. Yep. You got to be able to move. So mobility is key. And, and this is a guy, again, that was just in the SEC last year. I don't think Kirby Smart's going to slow down on bringing in recruits like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it is important that, that we do have someone mobile in the, in the, in the offense. I thought Brody brought up a very good point too, saying, "Look, um, in the he's even actually said it, Walker Howard, that he wouldn't mind sitting down uh, that first year, kind of get better, and really that he and Nussmeyer are essentially going to compete for the starting role in twenty three, which is why you wanted Miles Brennan. You want that veteran guy to get going in between Daniels and and Brennan. You have competition now. You have two guys in case one gets injured, and you kind of help that room all the way overall. So, Marlon, we're going to focus a lot more on that, obviously." come March 24th when the Tigers get to spring ball. But we got another football to get into here as well, the Crescent City Kings. You want to go check them out at crescentcitykings.com. They get all the latest info, how to try out the works. As Mr. Frederick Washington, head coach and defensive coordinator, joins us along with Marlon Favorite. Coach, how are you today? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Yep, for sure, Marlon. What's up, Coach Animal? Marlon, how big is it uh, for Coach Washington and the Crescent City Kings to have a developmental league like this? And, and not only that, but Coach, you guys were the champs last year, huh? Yeah, we are national champs 2021. Uh, with victorious beating a team out of Birmingham, Alabama. Marlon? Yes, you talk about the importance of, of, of the developmental league here in New Orleans. I mean, New Orleans is the holy mecca for Louisiana town. I mean, you look at um, high school football, you look at guys like Leonard Fournette, Tyron Matthew, uh, Lord rest in peace to the dead, uh, our dear brother Joe, Joe, uh, Joe McKnight. I mean, you, you, that, that's Louisiana. But everybody doesn't have the opportunity to go play big division one football, you know, they may end up going to smaller schools. And with that being said, you know, the professional um, opportunity isn't there as most would want it. Right. So I say all that to say that with the developmental league here, the Crescent City Kings, it gives the opportunity to some really great athletes in our area to play ball, meaningful ball, play against competition from different places in the country. Like this weekend, they, they, they beat, uh, Pensacola's team, 30, I want to say the six, you know, that's huge. And it's just something to feel good here in the city. Coach, how important is it uh, along the lines of what Marlon was saying is to, to have kids that maybe uh, don't get that opportunity, don't get that look-see or an injury perhaps at the wrong time of the year, you know, doesn't allow them to continue to pursue football to have something like this? Well, uh, being honest, it's something that's great. It's definitely needed in our area. Uh, just because of those reasons that you stated. Uh, it's something that's, that's really that's growing, especially in uh, the Southeast region. Mm-hmm. A lot of gentlemen have, have taken advantage of this opportunity to showcase their talents in the uh, developmental football league. Uh, 
And I think that um, a lot of guys that's in our area that uh, for some reason, whatever it may be, didn't have that uh, opportunity to go to college or or even if they were in college and Mm -hmm. for some reason they had to come home. Credit City Kings uh, gives them that that platform to display their talent. Um, how important is it to also maybe have some guys in and around from this area that still have that attachment and community so people can get out there to Victory Field and support them? It, it, I guess I'm, I'm assuming it would help to have some guys that you've probably been following. Yeah. Um, you know, community support is is, is, big, is really the, the, the strength of any brand of football. And really, if the if the community, the guys that was missed, or anyone that's interested, you know, we are definitely the doors open to uh, that type of help and or what goes on into the metro area pertaining football. Mm-hmm. Marlon, got anything else, bud? Well, I wanted to add, uh, uh, Gus, Delvin Bro has been a, a family friend of the show of ours for a while, and mm-hmm. he came from the semi-pro. You know, here's a guy who went to LSU didn't play a lick of ball, but had the skill set. You know, that built him the confidence to go to the AFL from their Canadian Football League, and we know his same story. So, you know, that's somebody Coach Animal goes far back with. Uh, Coach Animal's son, also Carnell Stewart, national champion at LSU, two-time national champion. So, you know, just speaks about not only Coach, uh, Coach Washington and, and what he means to the community for developing athletes or athletes looking for a second chance, but – just a great and, and fun for the city too, man. Y'all make sure y'all go out there and check the Kings out, baby. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking forward to it, Coach. Anything you uh, want to tell uh, the listeners out there why to come out there to Joe Brown Field? Yeah, uh, community support. You know, we are just like everything else that's big and and going strong in New Orleans when it pertains to athletics. The Crest City Kings is right also in on that same avenue or boulevard. We want community support. We want people to come out and support these young men that are trying to turn around and do things the right way in our city. Appreciate the time, as always. Uh, hey, what's the next home game, man? Uh, next home game is March next weekend. Okay. That's the day that's in front of me. And we'll be playing the Arkansas Punisher. Ooh, I like that. All right. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it so much. Coach Frederick Washington. Thanks, Thank you for having me. Yep, for sure. Marlon, final word for you, sir. Um, something of that nature when you get to watch some some local football here as well and support it as he's talking about with the community, but also just to kind of tie you in. Look, you got spring balls starting in and around the, the other schools in the state. Got this here as well. Um Man, we're getting closer. I think next year, right? You got the, uh, what, XFL and USFL starting this spring here as well. We're getting closer to just full-time football, dude, all year long. <laughs> it's that, Gus. Football is year-round. Even with the NFL, there's so much news around it. Now we're talking free agency. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Marlon. Man, thanks for having me, Gooch. I enjoy the week, baby. For sure, buddy. We'll talk again on Friday. I'll get Marlon's thoughts on the combine. Anybody stood out how the Tigers did and also how the, the beef did in their drills. Quick break. We come back. Steve Worthy is set to give us a buzz here as the Zurich Classic of New Orleans had their media day today. So about a month away or so from um that tournament coming back. And the big news is it'll be back like it used to be, right? No restrictions. 
as we continue here on oh oh and the two minute report came out by the way from last night's game imagine that yes they got a bunch of calls wrong it's the sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans Welcome to Allstate, where saving on your auto insurance is kind of like a joyride. You, your car, and an open road. Maybe your best friend, too. The music is chill, and so is the traffic. You and your friend both look over at each other, and then he puts his head back out the window. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Allstate and affiliates offer products and services subject to availability, terms, and conditions. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-494-6139. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-494-6139. New Orleans Pelicans basketball is on the air. Bounce feed to Jonas. Up top, B.I. Straight away, three. Good! Bucket! Bucket! Good! Ingram, hook pass, left corner, C.J. Catch and shoot, three. Down for McCollum! Hi, this is Todd Graffinini. Join John DeShazer and me as the Pelicans take on the Houston Rockets. Sunday at 6 p.m. on ESPN 100.3 New Orleans. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Now let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Definitely feels like spring. And uh, nothing lets you feel like it's spring and <laughs> you're watching... Like uh, golf on TV and, of course, the Zurich Classic of New Orleans around the corner next month. It is the weekend before the NFL draft. Mr. Steve Worthy joins us to talk a little bit about that. Sir, it was your media day today. How are you? Uh, things are great. Had a good day. Um, is is the story of today the fact that it's back to normal? Is that where we start? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we we're very fortunate to have great support and have a record charity year. We, we gave away $2.3 million to children's charities from last year's tournament, mm-hmm. you know, with some limitations. And the fact that we're back to what we looked like in 2019 is uh, exciting. I think people are very fired up. We're looking forward to a great year. 41 days, to be exact, before the tournament gets going, April 18th through the 24th. Look, one of the things that uh, we've talked about the last what two three years now that you've had the the, the pairings right the the team play that that still seems to be a golfer favorite and I think a fan favorite. It really is. Uh, you know, it's nice to be able to do something different. Uh, you know, some of the guys, some of the media guys asked today, uh, Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman, our defending champs. You know, as you talk to other players about the Zurich Classic, you know what what do you hear? What what do people say? And what do they mm-hmm. think? And you know, they still love the the fact that we're doing something different, a, a chance. You know, the two of them rented a house for the week and went out and had a couple beers every night. And it's a chance to kind of, you know, while you're playing for $8.3 million, you're still uh, <laughs> trying to have some fun and, and enjoy doing something a little different. You've got a partner to rely on. And, uh, you know, overall, the players still really, really enjoy it. So we feel like we're in a good place with it. You know, Steve, it just popped in my head. And not, not only did we have to deal with COVID and things of that nature, but there, there was a hurricane that, that kind of blew through this area here as well. How was the TPC of Louisiana, by the way? Well, it affected a good bit. The golf course is actually fine, but they lost about a thousand trees. 
And wow. uh, there are going to be some places you look across the golf course, you'll see a lot further than you used to. You won't see those walls of trees and brush between holes and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, you know, the, the one place, if you're familiar with the golf course, on number 11, the par 5, there's a big cypress tree. It was a big cypress tree right in the middle of the fairway, about 90 yards short of the green. And that one went down, and the PGA Tour decided not to replace it for this year. Uh, they want to play without it for a year, see what it does. They had a replacement tree lined up, but uh, that'll be a decision they make after uh, after we play this year and see what it looks like. But, you know, from a grass standpoint, the, everything is in great shape. Uh, just, just a little more.